We're talking about reset for a new direction. Say that with me, reset, reset. for a new direction. Reset. And this morning, we're going to talk about moving in a new direction. I believe God wants us to press on forward. Acts, the eighth chapter, verse one. And I promise you, this is going to be really brief today. Acts, the eighth chapter. Just in case you want to know what time it is, it's just 11.45, but watch this. Hallelujah. Some people ain't getting no church uh, as it is right now, but you blessed. Acts 1 and 8 says, And Saul was consenting unto his death. And at that time there was a great persecution against the church, which was not at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the region of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. The devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentations over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entered into every house, and hailing men, women committed them to prison. Man, Saul. And if you would skip down to the next chapter, or over to the next chapter, Acts 9, you will see where it says, verse 1, And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings, and slaughtered against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest, and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. Now, he was just locking up people just because they believe in Jesus. Getting folk whipped almost to death because they say they believe in Jesus. And you here all free and able to just praise God as free as you want without any repercussions. And some have the opportunity to come but won't. Skip down to verse 20 because I ain't going to mess with you too long. And straightway he preached Christ in the synagogue that he is the son of God. But all that heard him were amazed. Now, why are they amazed? Because he was putting people in jail for saying this. Now things are turned around. Right? Is not this he that destroyed them which called on this name in Jerusalem? And came hither? For the intent that he might bring them bound unto the chief priest. Isn't it the same man that was locking people up and putting them in jail? Now he telling you to come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. He was just locking folk up. Mr. Sheriff. Locking them up. Hallelujah. You don't like people because don't believe in Jesus, do you? Oh, no, I'm just kidding. All right, Philippians 3 and 13. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, verse 22 says, But Saul uh, increased him more in strength and, and confound the Jews that dwell in Damascus, uh, proving that this is the very Christ. Okay? Now, uh, Philippians is what we read last week, but I want to read it again. Philippians 3 and 13 said, Brethren, you're talking about the saved folk now. Say, I count not myself that have apprehended, but this one thing I do. 
Everybody got one thing that they do. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. How many word lovers we got here this morning? How many word lovers? I am a word lover. And so when we look at this here in its totality, what we're talking about today is moving in a new direction. Now, the word direction has to do with this, and I got it up on the screen for you. It says uh, guidance or supervision, uh, uh, supervision of action or conduct, right? The act of pointing out a course and order a regulation or instructions. They are used to reach a specific destination. Listen to me, we're going somewhere. And so knowing that about direction, here is what destination is. The predetermined end of a journey. I like that. The purpose for which anything is intended. Destiny, a predetermined fate. And so when we're dealing with direction, we got to understand the destination. And while we're dealing with the destination, something's got to be going on in the process. There has to be some pressing going on. And so here's what press is. To bear down upon, to weigh heavily upon, compress or to squeeze out, push or thrust aside. In other words, you are going to be moving. You will never stay stagnant or still. So what determinations are you trying to reach? That's my question. And my next question is, what direction are you headed in? Do you know what that is? And then are you pressing to reach that destination? So there has to be a determination in order for there to be directions. Do you agree? And so God already has a predetermined destination for our lives. Some of us don't realize, but it's already been charted out what God wants you to do. It's already been predetermined, but there must be something done on your behalf. And so God already has a predetermined destination for our lives, but in order to reach that destination, we have to follow some direction. Now, my question is, are you ready to follow the direction so in order to reach your destination? Some folk, they see where they can go, but they're not willing to do what it takes to get where they need to go. They see it, but they'll never obtain it. They will never bask in it because they're not willing to do the work or make the steps or the necessary things in order to reach what they see. God can show you something in a vision, but it will not become your reality until you start walking towards it. So I don't know about you this morning, but I'm ready to walk toward what God has already predetermined for me to have. Now, if you don't want to go, God bless you. We still love you, but I cannot stay back here and, you know, dialogue with you and argue with you and have a conversation with you when God telling me to move ahead and move forward and to press toward the mark that he showed me. I cannot uh, uh, afford to stay where I am right now because time is of the essence and I must go forward and do what my father say do. 
Are you still with me? So it is very important to follow directions. You have some people that follow directions to the letter and then there are some who don't. And what happens is we want to get there too quickly. Y'all know that's some true. Some people, they want to get there too quickly. They want it now. They don't want to wait on anything. I mean, that's what our world is all about. Everything got to be now. I don't want to wait. I need my money now. I need my food now. I'm going through the drive through so I can get it quick. I need quick stuff. I need quick Quaker oats. I need this quick. I, I, I need instant grit. I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait on no stove. I want everything now. I don't want to wait nobody to come measure me. And put, I want to have it on now. Hallelujah. And everybody in this room know you cannot rush greatness. If you want to be great, if you want something great, you can't rush greatness. Are you following me? And so some folk want it too quickly. So we try to do our own way in our own timing. And there are some things that you have to go through to get where God wants you to be. And so we try to go around the bend so we don't have to go through certain things. And he tells us uh, when to turn left or right or when to keep straight. And when we, we, when we do it our way, we get stuck in the mud. And now uh, you have to go through more than you needed to go through to get back on track. But God has a way to get our attention. And I'm so glad that we serve a God that knows what way we need to go. I may not know all the time the way that he wants me to go, but I know he knows the way that I need to go. And I'm so glad that he knows how to nudge me and get me back on track. Are you following me? Anybody ever been off track before and God had to put them on track? Listen, I know I got some witnesses in here on that. Man, I find myself out of, off track, out of the will of God too. But you got to get yourself together and get back on track and follow what God told you to do. I don't care how hard it is or how difficult it looks because it's not as hard as you think it is. Because God will give you more while you're on your way than when you first start. And you cannot hang around the naysayers because the naysayers, all they do is just say nay. But God will tell you that, hey, I got a way that man don't know how. I got a way out of no way. And don't you follow those people who will try to talk you out of your blessing before you get started because I'm telling you that God will give those the, his blessings that will continue in the way that he say go it's not supposed to be easy all the time because if it's so easy then everybody can do it but God say hey even though it's not easy I'm going to make it in such a way that I'll be there with you even until the end of it I'll start with you and I'll end with you how do you know that bitch he said I'm the first and the last and the beginning and the I will start with you and I will end with you so don't worry about being alone who am I talking to in here my God God is about to give us the right direction mm, yeah yeah look down your road say I'm moving in the right direction See, because I need God to give me direction for the next move, for the next level that he's taking me to. 
See, it's not going to be easy and everybody's not going to be able to do it. And don't you know as you get as close to the top of the mountain, it get narrow and narrow. Everybody can't go where you going. Oh, I'm talking to you, sir. I'm talking to you, ma'am. Everybody can't go where you going because God has got to anoint you for this trip. He got to anoint you for this job. And the higher he take you up, more people you going to shed off of you, more folk going to leave you by yourself. The higher he take you up, some folk going to say, I can't go with you there because I got to stay right here because I'm familiar here. I get scared as I go up higher. My legs start shaking. I can't go with you. But my God, God will give you strength to climb that mountain and go as high as you need to go. Who am I talking to in here? God about to move you in the right direction. God done put something down in you, sir. That your body that you hung around with, they don't understand that. Girl, you going to another level. All the folk that you were just trying to buy their friendship. God said, you don't need that. He said, Are you good? there's a friend that's sticking closer than a brother. You're trying to get all these people... Uh, to uh, you know, to 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 give you uh, to pat you on the back and, and you know affirm you and reaffirm you. You don't need all of that. If God be for you, can I talk to somebody over here? If God be for you, you 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 got the picture right. How about you over here? If God be for you, who can be against you? Would you tell somebody, yo, I got more working for me than working against me. Tell them again, you got more working for you than working against you. Now, how y'all know that? Because God said that he would be there even to the end. Can you say amen? There's nobody that, I mean nobody can, you know how they used to say it in the old church, nobody can do you like Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. The rest, the rest of my life, these, these next years that I got on this earth, I'm not going to let anybody steal my praise. I'm not going to let them tell me or talk me out of my blessing, tell me that God ain't going to do this, God ain't going to do that. The devil is a liar. Because if God said it, I can have it, I can have it. If God said I can do it, I'm going to be able to do it. If God said that, hey, I'm going to, my God, I'm going to be able to break through. Because some of you right now, you haven't broken through yet. But you're going to break through after a while. God just got to give you enough strength and get behind you and push you strong enough so that you can break through. You haven't had your breakthrough yet. Hallelujah. So much headed your way, if you don't keep your eyes open, it's going to blow right past you. So much is headed your way, if you get distracted, other folk looking at you, it them, and you arguing with this one right here, it go right past you because you sitting there arguing with them. I ain't got time to be fooling you. You ain't taking me nowhere but down. I got to keep my eyes on God. Can you say amen? Woo, yes, hallelujah. See, there's more to you than what you even have seen. Are y'all hearing me? That's more to you than what you, you see. Your thing is the only thing that has kept you from where you need to be and where you should be is that you haven't totally obeyed God yet. You're only going to go as high as your last act of disobedience. 
you can't go no further until you start obeying. Then you go to the next level. You be disobedient there, you're going to stay right there. Ain't nothing moving. Huh? So your blessing is connected to your obedience. So you think I'm going to let folks talk me out of my obedience to God? You done lost your mind. Because every time you listen to them and you disobey God, they take something from you. Now, how many folks just been robbing you and taking from you because you listening to them? Y'all said, I'm coming. I got about two, three minutes. Proverbs 3, 5, 6 says, trust in the Lord with all that heart. Look at this, y'all. And lean not what? Why do we do that? Why do we? He said, lean not to your own understanding. We think we're so smart, we got it figured out. God ain't even smart as us. We lean to our own understanding. Are you following? Then he says, in all thy ways, acknowledge him. And he will what? If you don't know no other scripture, you need to know this. Acknowledge him in all. I don't care how bad it is, God going to bring me out. I don't care how I look, and I'm, you know what? There ain't money getting to look thin now, but I'm going to acknowledge the Lord in all my ways. God, I know where I need to go from here, where I need to go. If I acknowledge him, he said he's going to direct my path. How did you know to go down that way? I didn't know, but I was acknowledging God. How did you know it was going to turn out like that? I didn't know, but I kept acknowledging God. How did you know that that blessing was going to come when you were right over here? I didn't know, but I kept acknowledging God. And as long as I acknowledge him, he's going to direct my path. I acknowledge him when I get up in the morning. I acknowledge him in the noon day hour. I acknowledge him late at night. I acknowledge him when I'm with my friends and they need prayer. I acknowledge him when I'm praying over my food. I acknowledge him when I'm praying over my children before I send them out to school. I acknowledge him when I pray over my grandchildren. I acknowledge him when I come into the house of the Lord. I come into the gates or oh, with thanks into the courts with prayer. I acknowledge him when I sing the songs of Zion. I acknowledge him when I tell other folk that God can heal their body. I acknowledge him when I'm in my home and I don't know what to do and I'm just talking to him and my God he gives me direction I acknowledge him anybody here going to acknowledge the Lord and he said if you would do that ladies and gentlemen he will direct your path and so when you are following after God he won't lead you down the wrong path Understand, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that God wants to be involved in even the smallest details of our lives. To acknowledge God is to care what he thinks as or uh, think and to ask him his opinion of you. If you can't go to nobody else, sis, you can go to God. Proverbs 3 and 7 says, be not wise in thine own eyes, fear the Lord and depart from what? Evil. So that's what God is asking us to do. We don't need to be wise in our own eyes. We think, we see, we know. We don't. In other words, don't think that you can run your life and do a good job without God's help and direction. What are his directions? Well, the word is his direction. 
If you want to know how the Lord wants to direct you, his word is the, his directions. Can you say amen? amen? It's very important to follow directions. For example, to bake a cake, you know you got to follow the directions. Are you following me? And so, you know, yes, yes, yes. I remember when I was trying to bake a cake and didn't follow the direction, the cake just failed. I didn't realize the cakes would fall like that. I knew, I knew my mama would tell me that, you know, if you don't, if you don't do it right, you know, you don't, you don't do it right, it will fall. I didn't know what she was talking about, the cake going to fall. So I didn't really follow that right. Just seeing, I said, I can do this. I see what you're doing. And have you to know the cake just failed. But I, now I'm going to tell you something. I didn't let that cake go to race. I ate that falling cake. <laughs> I wouldn't have gave it nobody else, but hey, it was nobody but me, so I just ate it. Amen. Hallelujah. So the second time around, I followed the direction that it came out better. Are you following me? Aren't you glad that God is a God of many chances? Somebody said, you know, God is a God of second chance. No, he's a God of third, fourth, fifth, sixth. Uh, many chances. Can you say amen? And so when we mess up, God is just enough to send a detour sign and take this route. I mean, if you are out of the will of God, he loves you so much until he will give or send direction in which way you ought to go. Now, here's the problem. You got to listen. Some folk just don't want to listen to the direction that God sent. You heard the story of the man that was, you know, drowning and talking about, Lord, save me. Save me, Lord. I, I want you to save me, Lord. Helicopter came by. He said, no, I'm waiting on the Lord to save me. Save me, Lord. Helicopter went on by. Sent a boat. Hey, that, I, I'm waiting on the Lord to save me. The boat said, all right, then I'm going on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man came back through a little raft. I said, no, I'm waiting on God to save him. And so you know the moral of the story. He drowned. He went on and see God. I said, God, why didn't you save me? He said, I sent a helicopter boat and a personal person to come. You, I figured you didn't want none of them. You, you want to come on up here with me. Oh, you were sitting that, Lord. Sometimes we can miss God because we're trying to be so spiritual. God already sent you a helicopter boat and a person through your, huh? You sit here talking about I'm waiting on the Lord. No, many times God is waiting on us. Can you say amen? And so when we look at verses 1 and 2, let me hasten here. Saul was a man that persecuted the disciples and those who proclaimed the word of the Lord. And he was the one that vexed the church and caused all kinds of havoc for the people of God. And there's always someone that causes havoc and in your life. And But God had to get Saul to a place where he could make himself known unto him. And so some of you say that you can't wait to get grown so I don't have to go to church and have to listen to my parents and listen to my grandparents. And some of you at one point in your life, you couldn't even imagine yourself even being saved. And you wanted to keep do doing what your own thing, but God had to make himself known to you. 
uh, I got something for you this morning. God does not care what you have or you don't have to try to get your attention. He'll take everything from you so that he can get you where he wants you to go. It's not about what you have or you don't have when it comes to God. God say, all right, um, if you won't serve me, then I'm going to allow this to happen. Well, I don't have your attention yet, but I'm going to let this happen. And then you sitting around saying, hey, God, why do you let this, this, and this, and this, this happen? God said, all right, now I got your attention. Now I can talk to you. Because all of those other things you had in your life was a distraction. And sometimes your things that you really think that you love can become a distraction your house that can become a distraction your car can become a distraction you out there washing it on Sunday when you should have your hips up in here you over there cleaning up your house you had, uh, you had six other days to clean it up but you want to clean it up on Sunday I'm telling you I, it can be a distraction your man can be your distraction oh don't, don't shout me down your woman can be your distraction don't you love nobody more than you love God he said don't love your children don't love your parents don't love nobody more than you love God Do you hear me up in here? Amen. So we should not love anything more than God. God will do whatever it takes to make himself known unto him. Verse 3 says, on this journey that Saul had asked to go on, as he got near Damascus, something happened. Uh, Damascus represents a place of surrender, which he fell on his knee. It, it, it represents a place of blindness, where he uh, he had his eyes shut closed. It represents a place of salvation, where he accepted Christ and it represented a place of life and he began to walk in Christ and so in the midst of him going to one purpose God turned it around because what Saul didn't know was that he had destiny wrapped up inside of him would you look down your road and tell everybody you got destiny wrapped up inside of you Yes, 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 yes. You may have, you may start out one way, but when God has a plan for you, He has a plan. And it's hard to kick against a prick, He told him. And you would, you, you wonder why your life is torn up uh, right now and you don't know how to make ends meet. No food in the refrigerator, no job, no peace, no joy. It's because the devil want to kill out your destiny. Your destiny is locked up inside of you and the devil knows that so he don't want it to come out of you and so when you realize where God is taking you you will not allow anything to hinder you you are impregnated with destiny and it's time to push push and give birth to what God has inside of you can you say amen what he wants you to know is you got to be walking in the right direction it will cause you to be different can you say amen and that different is a holy Uh uh-huh some of us we fight against being holy but but God wants you to be holy because the Bible said be ye holy for I am holy all holiness means is a consistent life of obedience quit trying to make holiness something that other folk will frown upon quit trying to make holiness something that it's not a attainable and not reachable all holiness is a consistent life of obedience and so God wants all of us to be holy in this place can you say amen yes the world will tell you uh-uh don't live like that everybody got a little dirt little mess on them and everything else you don't need to try to obtain holiness no you want to get closer to God that's why you want to be consistent in your walk can you say amen and so the adversary knows your potential so he will always 
try to hook you up with someone with negativity so he can contaminate your holiness and yes 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 don't let anybody connect themselves with you that's trying to contaminate you trying to get you from getting closer to God want to pull you back into the world want to pull you back into your old way of thinking want to pull you back to where you once was and you know you was a mess in a mess you know your life had been turned upside down but God wants to turn it right side up I don't hear nobody in here and so yes there are some places you can't go and some people you can't hang out with and you got to come to your senses and you got to know who you got you can hang out with and you got to know who you got to cut off at the right time can you say amen there are some folk they might be fun to be around but they're not good to be around there's some folk that they know what to do in the world but you don't need the world around you right now you need God in your life can you say amen and so you have to move when he says move and you may have to leave some people behind and you don't speak your that they don't speak your language keep on moving as long as you are moving you are keeping Satan under your feet I cannot afford to be stuck I cannot afford to stand still and be stagnant I must keep on moving oh uh, yes would you just point a hand this direction or the other and say I gotta keep on moving yes I gotta keep on moving no yes 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 so we get comfortable because we knock the devil out one time uh, not realizing that he will uh, throw a sucker punch and knock you down but don't don't you count me out uh, because God has told me to fight the fight of faith yes I've learned that a righteous man may fall seven times but I read somewhere that he will get back up again do you have enough in you to get back up again as I get ready to go to my seat I just want you to know that in this life you may stumble and fall but don't stay down and wallow where you are now, yes I want you to get back up again now, I know some folk that already counted you out but what they don't know is that you got something down inside you now, way down on the inside of you now, that will call you to get back up again now, I just want to know if there's somebody here at the winning church uh, that's got enough down in the inside of them that will make them get back up again. Uh, can you say amen? Now I'm talking to somebody this morning uh, that they're in the motion, in the move uh, of getting back up again. Uh, the devil thought you would stay down, but I can't stay down. Uh, would you tell somebody I can't afford to stay down? It wouldn't be right if I stayed down. Uh, can you say amen but now when you in a boxing match they got some uh, perimeters they got some boundaries and so my God you can fight with only within the confinements that you have but my God the devil every now and then may get a punch in can you say amen and if you mess around and get knocked down they got a thing called the standing eight count they got a rule called the standing eight count well, is there anybody in here that know what the number eight means in the Bible? Ah, uh, the number eight means new beginning. Now, if I could just get to my feet again. 
somebody in here you've been through this year 2021 all you said if I can get back to my feet again Bishop is there anybody here that if they can get back to their feet again and get that standing eight count I'm gonna have a brand new start and when I get started this time my God get my strength back get my swag back get my sway back I'm telling you it's gonna be different this time can you say amen now I need you to tell yourself preach to yourself say, it's gonna be different this time oh uh, yes yeah, it's gonna be different this time when I get this standing eight count it's gonna be different this time can you say amen and so I gotta press through the pain I gotta press through the hurt I gotta press to the past I gotta press press when things are good I gotta press when things are bad I gotta press sometimes up and sometimes down I gotta press when I'm in I gotta press when I'm out I gotta press when I'm sad and I gotta press when I'm happy and don't dwell on the past because my God used it to say God did it then and he can do it again can you say amen now I want you to reach back in your mind and realize what God brought you through in the years of yesteryears if he can do it then he can do it now somebody say it with me if he can do it then he can do it now and I'm believing God for the now is there anybody here can raise their hand and say I believe in God for the now can you say yes I'm believing God for the now yes you might have the crime weeping may endure for a night but joy is coming in the morning can you say amen you go ahead and cry those tears now but after a while those tears is gonna turn into joy can you say amen I press towards your joy press towards your peace press towards your serenity press towards your greatness can you say amen I may have lost some stuff but God is gonna cause me to gain more in the end can you say amen somebody say I'm walking in my wealthy place I'm walking in my miracle can you say come on and go with me and let us walk together in our miracle let us walk together can you say amen and yes when you press on it it lets the devil know that you have the victory is there anybody here that know that they got the victory that anybody here that came in here with the victory anybody here that's gonna leave out with the victory somebody raise their hand and say leave with victory shout yes yeah I'm not gonna leave here until I'm sure that I got the victory I'm not leaving here 
empty-handed. I'm going to leave out of here with my mind right, with my body healed. I'm going to leave out of here with the breakthrough. I refuse to let it go because the Lord promised me that he is going to bless me. Can you say amen? How many of you in here are living off of the promises of God? I'm living off the promises of God. Shout yes. Have had some good days. I have had some bad days. I have had some hills to climb. And I've had some weary days and some sleepless nights. But when I look around, when I look around and think things over, shout yeah. I wave my good days. Away my bad days. Can you say amen? And the songwriter said, I won't complain. I won't complain about it. Shout yes. I got more to thank God for than to be sad about. I got more to be gracious about than to lay on my head. Hold my head in doubt can you shout yes i'm too busy giving god the praise i'm too busy getting blessed by god to hold my head down and walk in defeat i will hold my head up stick my chest out and let everybody know i have the victory been bought with a prize living with God I have the blessings on my side can you shout yes I'm going somewhere tell somebody come come and go with me to my father's house shout yes yeah I'm enjoying myself on this earth but one of these days I'm gonna be with Jesus no more no more crying no more working on earth no more prejudice no more bigotry no more of this separation can you shout glory yeah everybody standing I'm not going to complain. Sometimes the clouds hang low. I can hardly see the road. And I ask a question. Lord, oh, why so much pain? But he knows what's best for me. Although my weary eyes, they can't see. So I'll just say, thank you, Lord. I won't complain. 
Come on, put your hands. I thank God today for life. I thank God for strength. You just don't know. Many days. If you could just follow each and every one of us to our homes and wherever we are. Everything haven't been good, haven't looked good. But God has always been good. It's always been good. Firstly, I will just tell you, you're moving in a new direction. Every person that I read, read about in the Bible, they had their time of testing, their time of going through. Even Jesus himself, who is the savior of the world, he had his time of going through. Matter of fact, more than anybody else. And one of his disciples said, God, just, you know, I'm your boy. Can you just let this pass from me? He said, no, my grace is sufficient. God will give you the grace to go through what you have to go through. And some people need to know how you go through your trial. So when they watch you go through your trial, they say, well, there's hope for me. I can go through my trial too. So you got to be the example, the prime example of what God can do with a person that's going through. And I just believe, ain't nobody told me yet, but I just believe that you're going to go through and you're going to pass with flying colors. Hallelujah. I know when we look at Job, we think that's one of the worst places anybody could ever be. And let me tell you, some folks say, well, you know, I had the Job experience. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You didn't have the Job experience. No, you had no Job experience. Everybody got their time of suffering. But this is what God said. He don't leave you with just suffering. He said, if you suffer with me. Y'all ain't ready. Y'all ain't ready. If you, 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 if you suffer with me, you gonna reign with me. Did y'all get that? Wherever you see something negative, God always has something positive to place in your spirit. Watch this, watch this. If you feeling weak in here today, if you feel a little weak, this is what here. Let the weak say. So he didn't leave you at weakness. He knew you were weak, and you may get weak, but he said, all you got to do out of your own mouth, you prophesy to yourself. Let the weak say, I am. You don't know what you just did to your body right then when you say strong. Now watch this. Your money got a little funny. Your change, your change, and got a little strange. He says, 
let the poor say I am so he didn't leave you at a poor state he may have found you in a poor state he may have found you in a weak state but you're going to come out strengthened and rich come on encourage somebody to say God would not leave you where he found you he would not leave you where you where he found you see people who saw you yesteryear this year they should see something different because God will never leave you where he found you so y'all go ahead and talk about me now because by, the ne by next year I'm gonna be at a different place because God will never leave me where he found me and I ain't studying about no naysayer God is taking me up and I'm gonna enjoy everything that he has for me don't you apologize for God's blessings don't you apologize for what God is doing in your life he's a good daddy huh yes he is sis and he and he, he 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 tells us that he will give us more and more not just more but more and more so when you get more of this he said take some more you get enough of that he said take some more can I ask y'all I know that's been asked many times but can y'all stand to be blessed some more I'm gonna sit down. But if God bless you with more, can I ask you this? What would you do with it? That's a good. That's a good answer. Cause you can only handle so much. But if God give you the overflow, would you build a bigger barn to hold it in, cover it after, and have it in there by yourself? So if God gave you more, you'll do what with it? You would share it. That's that's really all you can do. Is you can share. Let me tell you something. Ain't no shortage of money on the earth. It's just in the wrong hands. It's just in the wrong hands. But God's got to be able to trust you when He gives you more. Cause everybody in here know you can do more when you have more. If you want to bless ten people, and you're going to have enough. For, you want to bless 20 people you only have enough for 10 either you're going to have to take half of what you're going to give to the 10 and give to the other 10 or you need more so you can bless all 20 of them with the thing that God put in your heart so you need more to do that because you got more people to bless hallelujah God did tell you he said that I will make you ruler over many things you follow me and so he said that he would he said he would bless somebody so much until uh, men will give you out of their bosoms the blessing that God will get listen I'm telling you uh, he will give you more than you can receive right I want to be able to be the person that say I'm the one that's gonna be the doing the giving 
Because if you're the person that's doing the giving, that means you have much, much more. You follow me? If you're only the one always receiving, that means that you don't have much to give away, so you have to keep receiving. But if I be the one that's the giving, I'm going to always... Well, this is what he said. He gives seed to the sower. I'm going to say that one more time. He gives seed to the if you're a person or the, or, or, or that's a sower, and I ain't just talking about dollar bills or well, I'm just talking about in general in life. If you love to sow into people, sow into God's ministry, He gives seed to the so, your what your request to God is, God, make me a sower. Here's our problem. We're more concerned with the seed. We're more concerned with the seed. Don't be concerned with the seed. Be, ask God, say, Lord, make me a sower. Now ask me why, say, why, Bishop? All right, I'm going to tell you why. Because if he make you a sower, he said he will supply the seed. He gives seed to the so, so don't worry about where the seed gonna come from because he said I will supply the sower with seed so God gonna be the one that give you the seed he just got to make you a sower you just got to become a sower I give seed to the sower God make me a sower God make me a sower because he's gonna give me seed after seed after seed and everybody that's connected, you will always be blessed. Everybody in your vicinity will always be blessed. Blessed with a smile. Blessed with encouragement. Blessed with counseling. Blessed just by your presence. Everybody around you will be blessed. Oh, my time is way over. Come on, put your hands together and give God praise. While you're standing.